welcome to the Find That Thing podcast, where we find that thing that lights your soul on fire, that thing that you were made for in this world and that just drives you from the inside out and brings you to life. My name is Emma Campbell. I'm a purpose coach, mama, nature loving, stubbornly optimistic, dorky child at heart. Here you can expect juicy mindset bites, stories, silliness and seriousness and everything in between. One thing I do promise is to make you smile. I'm here to give you permission to own your true purpose, to do what you truly want to do in this world and be the person that you were before the world told you who you should be. Because it's never been so easy than right now to do what makes your soul shine. So let's soak up some of that awesomeness that this world has to offer and help you find that thing that sets your soul on fire and bring it to life. Hello, 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 beautiful people. How is everyone? I, once again, am so excited to be here with you guys sharing something that's been coming up quite a lot for, gosh, a lot of my clients. It's a real, real big theme, both across an organizational space, as well as some of my individual group coaching clients, as well as my individual private clients. And I don't know whether maybe I am attracting this because it's something that I struggle with as well, or whether it's something in the air, something that's going on for a lot of people. And that is what to do when you have a million and one different ideas, a million and one different Things that you could be focusing on, different distractions, all of them feeling equally exciting and not knowing how the hell to move forward, which one to focus on. It can be this really fun feeling of positivity and feeling like so bursting full of awesome ideas if you're in a good energy or it can sometimes feel quite overwhelming and really scattered and a bit frustrating and just give that sense of like you you want to be moving but you can't and you're not sure what you should be doing and there's this overwhelming sense that you want to choose the right decision you want to choose the right decision in inverted commas whatever the hell right means Am I right? (laughs) So today I want to share with you, first of all, a couple of stories and also a couple of tips that I would give to help help you move through this beautiful yet sometimes overwhelming feeling of ideas and inspiration because it's such a fun place to be, right, is having all these cool things and in the in the information economy, as I think they call it. Uh, where we are just bombarded with social media, with marketing that is just tailored specifically to us because of all the Facebook algorithms and how it can figure out exactly what we're looking for. And then it sends us more of those particular adverts. And then we've got friends texting us. We've got you know, emails popping up in our inbox. We've got things going on at work and 
You know, there's so many different awesome opportunities out there for us to move on, particularly if you're in the um, you know, business launching space, if you're about to kick off your business, there can be so many different things and it and it can be really, really tricky to figure out what the best path is for you. And it doesn't even have to be just in the business space. Like if you were in the career and life space and trying to choose what you want to focus your personal growth on or what's what you want to give your most time and effort to, that in itself can be really tricky too. So let me let me jump into my few different tips that I've got here. The first one that I want to talk to you guys about is to actually share a little bit of a story of probably the hardest decision that I've ever made in my life. A decision that almost made me feel a little bit sick because I was so caught in indecision for such a long time. And that was when I was in an old job quite a few years back. And which you may have heard me share on the podcast before, when I got an invite or I got a call to join another organization who had, uh, I guess, headhunted me, found found that I would be a good fit for them. Um, I felt really called and aligned uh, to what they were all about. Yet, I was held back with indecision. I was held back by fear and by doubt. And I was so, so stuck in that sort of analysis paralysis mode. And this is one of the other things that I want to share is that when, when you're in that state, like how do you know what are some of the things that the symptoms or the signs that come up for you when you're in that state of overwhelm? And I want to ask you, do any of these sound familiar? One, you're going around and around in circles in your head with the same thoughts. It's like nothing real new is coming up. You're just rethinking and overthinking the same old thoughts. And your brain is almost feeling sore from overthinking. Two, your mind literally feels full. Like it feels quite heavy and quite solid. Three, you keep thinking that more thinking is the solution to your problem. Four, you're writing pros and cons lists about what to do and what the next best step is. And five, you're tired and overwhelmed and just a bit sick of being caught in this place. And the last one, (laughs) you keep picking up your phone to distract yourself. Do any of these sound familiar? If they do, all I want to say is you are totally not alone, that it is such a common thing and that the good news is that the answer 
to moving out of this is right there with you. And there is seriously nothing that you need to do. How cool is that? There is nothing that you need to do. And that is one of the the real clinches of being caught in a state of overwhelm. Overwhelm is caused by overthinking. And that often we think the way to get ourselves out of that state of overwhelm is by more thinking. But the good news is that that is not the answer. There is nothing that you need to do to get yourself clarity. The only thing that you need to do is stop doing and stop thinking so that you can let that bloody mind slow down and go quiet for a few moments. What does this do? What does this do when we let our mind slow down and go quiet? What happens is that our inner wisdom, also known as the subconscious brain, the one that has like a bloody decades and decades worth of experience and wisdom and insight compounded over the many, many years, when we turn down the volume, volume on our conscious brain, the voice of our unconscious brain, the one that has all the inner wisdom, all those insights, all the answers, that one has space to be able to come through. And it is absolutely crazy how much easier decisions become And how many extra ideas and inspiration that feel right and feel aligned to you will come through when you turn down your mind and when you slow down. And it can feel really hard and really clunky and feel like it's going against the grain when you're in a state of overwhelm. Because it's like your brain wants to keep picking up the speed on thoughts And so trying to stop that brain from overthinking and continuing that spiral of negativity can feel really hard. And I get this feedback quite a lot. The best way out of it is through meditation. Meditation can be a way to help turn down that volume. And there are a million different apps out there And I'm not going to sugarcoat it. If you've never meditated before, you will find it hard. It will be tricky and you probably won't like it. And the even more annoying part is that the more that you hate it, the better or the bigger the chance that you're probably in need of it is. So the more that you hate it, the more that you probably need it. And that just like a just like any muscle Like say if you were one of those people who (laughs) had maybe never in your entire life gotten off the couch and you'd just been sitting on the couch watching Netflix for the last 30 years. If you tried to get off that couch and go for a walk, even a simple walk would be so hard, but your body would just be benefiting so much from it. And it is the same with meditation. If you've never exercised the muscle of meditation, which is the muscle of focus, 
then it's going to feel really hard for your brain that first few times. But the more that you do it, the more that you're exercising that muscle. So don't give up is all I can say, because when you slow down that mind, that's when the answers come through. And I love the fact that you don't have to do anything. You don't have to do anything. That's when that wisdom of the heart comes out, the wisdom of the gut, the wisdom of intuition. And it's so funny because I didn't even realize that my gut had a brain all of its own back in the day. I used to think that I had to think or do something in order to make my way out of my problems. I didn't realize that just by sitting and doing nothing, that sometimes that's when the wisdom and the insight and the answers that I needed would come up naturally for me, that I didn't have to work so hard to think my way out of my problems. So that is my first tip that I want to share with you. The second one is called Eat the Frog. Eat the Frog. (laughs) Has anyone heard of the book called Eat the Frog? This is a really interesting one because I think we all know and we all have a frog. The frog is the thing that you have been putting off, procrastinating around and trying to avoid for as long as possible and you're trying to do all the easier things, the ones that give you quick wins or the ones that feel easier. And often we have this frog, which is the thing that we're scared of. It gives us a frog in our throat. It makes us feel a bit funny in the belly. It can maybe make us feel a bit nervous or anxious when we go to think about doing it. But what the book, The Eat the Frog, talks about is eating that frog first thing in the morning, getting that frog done getting that clunky, awkward thing that you're trying to procrastinate around, getting that done so that rest the rest of your day is a clear, beautiful, fresh slate. Because what that's doing is that frog is clouding up your energy. It's clouding up your focus. It's holding you back and it's not allowing you to be able to move forward with ease and space and clarity. So that is my second one, is identify that frog and eat it. (laughs) Because while we hate it, often the thing that we fear doing most is the thing that we most need to do. The thing that we fear most is the thing that we most need to do in order to step up, in order to move forward, in order to be happy, in order to feel the feels that we want to feel, in order to achieve the things that we want to achieve. My second, my third tip is around identifying the trunk of the tree for you. Identifying the trunk of the tree for you. What the hell am I talking about? (laughs) When we have a million and different and a million and one different ideas going through our mind of all the different things that we feel like we need to do, all the shoulds, you know, all the exercise routines that we feel like we need to be nailing, all of the healthy diet recipes that we've got on our list that we need to try out, all the health and personal development 
courses that we need to go on, all of the meditation <laughs> meditation things that your bloody coach is telling you to do. You know, we've got all of this long list of things that we feel like we should be doing. And it can feel like so much when we're focusing on the surface or the outer layers. And when I say the outer layers, what I'm referring to in the metaphor of the tree is the leaves to the tree. When we focus on the leaves to the tree, rather than the trunk of the tree, that's when we can feel really overwhelmed because there are so many leaves, right? There are so many ideas. There are so many surface level things that we can be focusing on. But when we go deep within and we ask ourselves, what is driving the need to be able to achieve all of these things? What is the core of that tree for us? When we can take it that level deeper into understanding what is that trunk? What is that trunk to the tree? What is that support system that I need? What is that, what is that idea? What is that area of focus for me that is going to fuel and give life to all of the other ideas? And this often means taking a bit of a step back to ask what's the common theme behind all of these different ideas that we're working so madly on. And this is a conversation that I've had with a client recently is identifying what the trunk to the tree is for her. And often it is that thing that helps us, helps give focus to all of these different areas that helps give us a sense of care and compassion and love for ourselves it's the thing that when we focus on it, it gives life and it breathes air into all of those leaves on the tree for us. And one of the things that I know to be true, that is an absolutely powerful trunk to the tree for everyone out there, is that power of slowing down, of giving yourself time, of giving yourself love of giving yourself the space to have a little bit of quiet in your mind. And as I've mentioned before, meditation is one of the ways to do this. And when you prioritize meditation, which is often one of the ways to access the trunk to the tree for you, it's like the rest of the leaves on that tree, then just naturally sprout and become more green. So that is my second or gosh, I can't even remember what number tip I'm up to or third tip there. The fourth one that I want to share is around tuning into the next level version of you. Tuning into the next level version of you. What do I mean by that? The next level version of you is the one that already has all of the answers. 
The next level version of you is that next level identity. The peace to you that is the peace that you're always wanting to work towards. So when you think about your dreams and your desires and your visions for the future, the next level version of you is the one that has already achieved all of those things. It's the version of you that already knows all the answers, that already has all the answers. It's the one that's already gone through all the experiences and all of the challenges and learnt all the lessons. So when you're feeling stuck and when you're feeling overwhelmed with ideas and not, sh- not knowing which next step is going to be best for you, I encourage you to tune into that next level version of you, your future self, that future version of you that has the answer and the insight. That is another way to be able to get an answer behind all of the overwhelm and the chaos and the million different ideas going on. My my last tip for accessing clarity in a space of mess (laughs) is by doing a little Google on something called the urgent and important matrix. While I don't absolutely love the urgent important matrix, the one thing that I do really love about it is the two criteria on this matrix, one of those being urgency and the other one being importance, is that it invites you to get clear on what does important actually mean to you? So when you've got your big long list of a million different things that you want to be working on or that you think that you should be taking action towards, how do you know which one is most important? How do you define important? I love this question. And this is a question that has really helped me take accelerated and high impact steps in my business so that I'm focusing on the right things to help me move forward is creating your own definition of importance. What does important mean to you? One of the ways that you can define importance is through your values, right? Because your values are those things that you value most in life. Your values are the things that you find most important in your life. So say, for example, with my values being fun, growth and love, when I'm trying to make a decision about what to focus on next, I can tune in with which decision is most in line with my values, because my values are the things that are most important to me. So I can I can ask myself the question, which one is going to be the most fun? Which one is going to help me grow and my business grow the most or my family or my income grow? And which one is just going to give me a beautiful sense of love and connection with the people that I work with in the greatest way? 
You know, this is my own personal definition of importance, but I would invite you to Google that um, that matrix, the urgency important matrix, and to define important for you. And you can use this matrix to help you prioritize. And I think it is a really, really handy tool for anyone that hasn't seen it to be able to break up all of those million different ideas into which ones do you need to take action on now and which ones do you need to take action on later and which ones are the most important that you need to prioritize no matter what. So that can be really, really helpful. And the last little insight that I wanted to share with you guys today is the idea of when, when do you take action on an idea? How do you know when to actually take action? When is the right time and when is too early and when is too late? (laughs) I had an awesome conversation with a client the other, the other day, and she was telling me about how she's got all these incredible ideas, but she feels like she's not doing anything with them. And what I want to say is that that is okay. It is okay to not take action on an idea straight away. Sometimes, sometimes we need to let that idea gestate. (laughs) And being pregnant right now, I related the idea of gestating ideas to (laughs) gestating a baby. I don't know if that's the right verb, but being pregnant right now, I think ideas can sometimes be like giving birth. You don't want to give birth to an idea until it's ready, until you know that you are ready to give birth to that idea. And that sometimes that beautiful time of gestation is exactly what that idea needs. And if you tried to give birth to that idea too quickly, it wouldn't be ready yet. It wouldn't be fully formed. I am 26 weeks pregnant And I wouldn't want to give birth to my baby just yet, right? I want to let it gestate. I want to let it get to a good point before I release that out into the world. And ideas are just the same. And here's the good news. You will know when you need to take action on that idea because you'll get a little spark of inspiration, a little spark of an idea that will pop up for you. And if that idea feels good, and if that idea feels exciting, that is the permission you need to move forward with that idea. If that idea and that insight feels good to you, it feels exciting, and it feels like it's got energy behind it, that would be the time, that is the sign to take action on it. You will know when you feel the nudge and I would recommend doing it before the labor pains kick in. (laughs) So if you can give birth to that idea before the labor pains kick in, 
then you won't be holding holding that baby and holding that idea in in a way that it starts to get painful. <laughs> like a pregnant woman who may have hit the 41 or maybe even the 42 week mark, that is a woman who needs to get that baby out and she will do anything that she probably can. She will do anything, anything at all that she possibly can to get that baby out. And having just spoken to a very close friend who has just given birth, I can definitely vouch for the frustration that comes with even one or two days past the due date of wanting to give birth to a baby. So if you're starting to feel the labic pains of holding an idea in, when you've felt the insight, when you've felt the inspiration, you've felt the call to share that idea with someone, but something is holding you back from that and you're starting to feel icky about it, that is the time to know that you've waited too long. So get that idea out, get that out into the world before it's too late and you've got big stretch marks all over your belly. (laughs) So that, my friends, that, my family, is my tips to be able to help help you find clarity, to help you move forward and to help you find focus in this age of excitement and ideas, yet sometimes a bit of overwhelm. I truly hope it was helpful. Please let me know if you liked this episode and if it gave you a little bit of a giggle. (laughs) I actually heard a really great quote the other day that said, like good, like all good ideas or, oh no, I'm going to stuff the, going to stuff the quote up now, but like a good fart, (laughs) ideas are better out than in. (laughs) So I hope that that really helped, that particularly that last piece of insight, that last piece of wisdom. I hope that helped get you over the line. If you've got a beautiful idea, let that out into the world. Take action when you feel inspired. Eat that bloody frog. Get that frog out the way so that you can move forward with space and ease. You know, identify what that trunk to the tree is for you. And don't forget to tune in to your higher self. Your higher self is the voice of heart, the heart, the gut, the intuition, right? It has the answers for us. All we need to do is slow down our bloody little minds and the wisdom and the insights will come. Sending love, beautiful people. Oh, oh, oh. And guys, one last thing. If you are a one-to-one type of person, I was going to say type of gal, but it can also apply to guys. If you're a one-to-one kind of person for a coaching series, I have just one spot left, one spot left until I go on maternity leave at the end of September. So if you have been thinking about jumping on board, connecting, getting to know me, uh, working through some of your goals, your mindset blockers, fear, anxiety, purpose, career, business, whatever it might be, jump on a clarity call. I'm going to drop the link in the podcast notes below. Let's connect, see if we're a good fit. And I would love to be able to support you through this epic time of growth for yourself over the next three months before I say, see you later and tend 
to a newborn state of madness. <laughs> madness and love and fun. I promise there's a bit of fun in there as well. So I'll drop that below. Until then, have a beautiful day, my loves.